This ESPN Chicago podcast is brought to you by Cover 5, the free-to-play sports game. This week, Cover 5 is giving you a shot at $50,000. How? Download the Cover 5 app or go to Cover5.com. Pick five games against the spread. And in week five, if you make the perfect five picks, you win $50,000. Cover5.com. Welcome back to San Halen. Let the tasty licks flow. San Halen featuring Mark Zander on guitar. Brian Hanley on more guitar. Even I'm playing guitar. And vocals too. San Halen on Chicago's home for rock. I mean sports. ESPN Chicago. Here we go on the Sunday morning. It's Andrew Hamley riffing on the Bears for sure. See what I did there, Brian? Riffing? <laughs> yes, I did. I worked on that all night last night oh. as I was watching. As I was watching the Blue Jays collapse. Just totally collapse. It's, uh, I think, yeah, yeah, I, I still it's been a, exciting. Uh, my eyes are still burning from watching Thursday night football. So as much as I'd like to enjoy Major League Baseball, I'm sorry you got su- I'm sorry you got sucked into that. I oh, I I did. Apparently, I wasn't the only one. Because all, all no, I know players. you weren't. I know you weren't. And I saw yeah. enough chatter on social media to say, you know what? Uh, I'll watch highlights and I'll dip in, but I'm not none. investing that time. I'm there just were not. none. Yeah, investing time. Can you imagine the Broncos invested 250 million dollars in in Russell Wilson to this point? Yeah. Another another uh, another bullet dodged by the Bears. Oh, exactly right. I mean, think about right. You know what what the Broncos gave up and what Ryan Pace was willing to give up. Uh, but uh-huh. Pete Carroll said thanks, but no thanks. And he just looked Thank like you, a Pete. shell of himself. And and you know, and Nathaniel Hackett is the uh, the Rocky Mountain version of Matt Nagy. So it wouldn't have been much better <laughs> here, apparently. But anyway, we we have our hometown heroes who are up. In yeah, we have our own today. problems here. We have our own problems here in Chicago. You know, you know the Bears are two and two, and when I look at that, should we be surprised? I'm not sure how to feel about that. I, well, I mean, I, I guess the the Texans should we be like, happy about that? The Texans are like the free square in bingo, right? Um, everyone gets a win against the Texans. Sorry, Lovey. Um, yeah, how they got here and, and, you know, how they lost last week. Well, they can't stop the run. Now, I didn't see this coming, okay? No, I, no, I did not see that coming, and they haven't seen the run coming, apparently, over okay. and over and over and over. They see it coming and going because it goes right by them. Um, yep. They don't um, – I you know, we knew the offense was going to be what you call work in progress, and mm-hmm. we were going to be fixated on that, but yep. – you don't have to worry we about We thought the defense was screwed together. I mean, we just assumed, right? It's the Chicago Well, Bears. I mean, Matt Eberflus, let me check my notes, was a defensive coordinator. Uh, and your they, notes they, are correct, yeah. They are, I believe, dead last. And, uh, you know, we can go through the Justin Fields passing statistics, and he's pretty much holding up the, the garden apartment and all those, right? Um, but they're dead last in run defense. So even with Jalen Johnson out, and, and you would think that would be a, you know, a big deal with the quad injury, I, I, the Vikings are, you know, I know they've got a, a stud wide receiver and they will use them today, mm-hmm. but they're going to run the ball, run the ball, run the ball. Well, the because they've seen the film. They've seen the Absolutely. film. And what really shocked me last week was, okay, you get burned once. All right, make the adjustment. Where was the adjustment? 
there there was a 200 how many 262 yards last week um, right right that's the Giants I mean I know Saquon Barkley looked like he had a little <clears throat> dip in the fountain of youth um and, and good for him but yeah, and I'm not even talking about him yeah, you know, I'm talking about uh, the quarterback sneak, which was oh, just oh, Daniel I, uh, those, and that happened. Uh, Jones, it happened twice. Did it not happen twice? Oh, it happened twice. Yeah, uh, he, this he, is what I'm saying. Barkley is foot. right. Barkley, Barkley is a running back who has had some success. Uh, look, you can prepare as much as you can, but you know he that's his job, and he's good at his job. But Jones running in like that twice. Where was the adjustment? That was probably the most shocking thing that I've seen from the Bears Untouched. this year. I mean, today. not even no one Untouched, in, yeah. in the same zip code, right? I mean, but they're allowing 183.3 yards per game on the ground. That mm. see that that two and two will go two and six or seven if you could continue yep. that. You know, right, right. And, and you know, my concern was if they didn't get to um, beat the Texans, they could be looking at a four or five game losing streak because you know these first the back to back road games is always trouble. No matter it's the Giants and the Vikings, I don't know what to make of them. Um, you know, they they were holding their breath in London last week. We have another London game this week too. The Packers are are over there, right? Yeah, uh, as we speak. Yeah, but, I think they're, uh, they've already kicked off, I believe. Yeah, uh, they yeah. had a 3 nothing lead early. I didn't see that. But, uh, Green Bay just scored, by the way. Oh, okay. So who's leading? Uh, Green Bay, I believe, is up 10 to nothing. They just scored a touchdown to Alan Lazard. Charlie Bevins on the updates, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, yeah. Breaking news sounder whenever there's a score. Um, but, you know, the, the fact that the Vikings were hanging on against the Saints uh, in London, I, because the Vikings in the first week against the Packers, I mean, they looked – like they were going to be the team you really had to deal with in this situation. Absolutely. And they're both three and one now. The Vikings yeah. and the Pack- Packers are three and one. And I'm, I'm concerned about this week. Uh, again, not seeing those in-game adjustments makes me wonder what is going on. And Justin Fields must be, he's not going to say this out loud, but must be like, ah, at least people aren't going to talk about me constantly this week. I'll get a little breather. Well, but, you know, he, he's always going to be talked about. And I, I found it interesting, Luke Getze, uh, he was asked Thursday. I oh, guess, we have was, that audio. We have that yeah. audio. You, you want to play because, that now? Yeah, because he, he, sees, um, he sees a glass more than half full where the rest of us are wondering if there's anything in the glass, right? Right. We want to take what he's taking. Let's hear Luke Getze. You guys are 2-2, two two, but Justin personally has had a rough month. Do you worry about what this <laughs> does to his confidence to his the way he carries himself anything like that well I don't, I don't think he's had a rough month i think he's i think he's gotten better each week um i think he's growing tremendously and uh you know it's not easy we're playing good football teams and uh it's not easy to become you know the level of quarterback that he wants to become and i know that he can uh, he can become and and so we're and the important thing is that we stay focused we stay uh we keep our eyes on that progress or on that process and we make sure we get better each and every week and and i, be, and I believe that we we're, we're in the in that phase can you tell by the questions we ask that there's a disparity between how we see fields and how you do <laughs> i really don't uh you know, I, I know what I know, and I believe what I believe, and what we do in this building is what we pay attention to. And, uh, you know, the questions that you ask, that's your, your right to ask whatever you want. And as long as we stay focused on what we know and what we believe on, we know that in the end we're going to get where we want to get to. So, 
He should have less than 50% because he should have thrown up instead of taking some sacks. So he actually should have less than that, yeah. Okay, but I, mean, I guess my point is, like, what, what would you consider struggling then? Because to us, it looks like he still has, like, pads and he looks like he has had a rough mark. No, the, 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 where he, the areas of improvement are, right, when, you know, he needs to hit Treston on that flat route. Um, we need to hit Cole a couple weeks back when he has him open in the seam. Um, you know, when the pr- protection breaks down, right, which he's had to face a lot of that. Um, this game, he handled it better than any other game. And so uh, we just got to keep improving upon that. And so he's he's doing that. And, he, and, it, and it takes a lot, man. I mean, the, the, the toughness that that kid has to be able to handle and deal with what he's dealing with, I mean, it's, it's impressive that a, a young man with that uh, can, can – be that strong and that tough. I mean, to take hits that he t- that he takes week in and week out and to stand back up there, that speaks volumes of that young man. Well, you know, Brian, I, I get what Luke is saying. He is watching, you know, little incidental pieces of progress that maybe we're not seeing on the field. But the reporters and the media and all of us are right, too, in that we're not seeing these measurable steps ahead and we we came into the season knowing the Bears weren't going to be good necessarily, but we were hoping to see some progress. We as fans are not seeing a level of progress that is noticeable. And, and I, you know, I applaud and appreciate Luke Getze being a positive guy and trying to reinforce um, uh, Justin Fields, and he needs to, right? Mm. But the facts are the facts, and the numbers are the numbers. He is, uh, believe, last in pretty much, well, let's see. He ranks last among 32 starters, and I believe that's how many start in the uh, NFL, in passer rating, passing yards, completion, completion percentage, and sack percentage. Now, here's the good thing about Luke Getze. In the scripted plays, okay, uh, 15, 20, it depends. Some teams, you know, go up to 25 scripted plays. But, you know, a 15 is a starting point. Luke Getze and, and Justin Fields, that's they're, they're most effective on their opening drives. That's when the numbers are actually pretty good. Uh, and among the league leaders, the Bears have scored uh, 13 points on the first drive and then 51 the rest of the game. So as the game goes on, um, teams adjust to Luke Getze's play calling and or Justin Fields' execution of the of the plays they average six six yards per play on the first drive and um this is all according to patrick finley's article in the sun times and by the way god bless mark potash for that question to luke getsy yeah that, <laughs> that was that was good that was good mark mark is i mean you go back to jerry angelo and and i think he told him to go jump in the lake mark or whatever because mark he doesn't put a, the bs meter goes off and he just you know lays it out there. Okay, tell us why you see something different than what we see. Or do you, do you understand why we're asking these questions? <laughs> right. But, I mean, if, if you have any questions about Luke Getze being a good play caller, the fact that the scripted plays, the ones they work on all week, they're effective on. And they actually have points on the board, which the, the former regime, um, Matt Nagy could not score in the first half, let alone the first first drive right 20 of the mm-hmm. first of his last 23 games they they had goose eggs up on the on the scoreboard because nothing translated from the practice he always talked about how great they were in practice and then the first half of games and the first drive of games they were awful so the good news is that Luke Getze looks like <clears throat> excuse me he can put together an offense at least the one the you know the part they work on and and Justin can execute it 
but then teams start adjusting and making adjustments. And, and then and Justin is not able to adjust to that. Or then he starts taking off when he needs to stay in the pocket. He gets a little happy feet. Mm-hmm. Um, he takes those sacks. And, you know, and, and you do. I mean, the fact that he keeps getting up, to, you know, like Luke Getzey said, talks about his toughness. Well, that's no, great. No but at what that. point yeah. at what point is he not going to get up? He's exactly. getting hit too much. Exactly. And, 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 and the argument here has been all week I've heard on ESPN 1000. The argument has been, you know, he doesn't have the tools. He doesn't have the O-line to protect him, doesn't have the tools. Is this the right year to assess him? We're going to talk more about that and take your calls when we come back here, 312-332-3776. Brad is on the line. He wants to talk about Justin Fields. We want to get your feel on this. Is this the right year to assess? Of course, we have to assess. How many years can we give somebody and not assess them because we don't have the right players around? He may be making small, small, small progress, but uh, as Luke Getzey said, but we're not seeing what we need to see. So we'll take your phone calls when we come back here at 312-332-3776 on ESPN 1000. All right, before we get to the phones at 312-332-3776, a couple of Twitter polls we want to bring your attention to on ESPN 1000. At ESPN 1000, the over-under on Justin Fields passing is 164.5 yards. What's the bet? You're going over, you're going under. And if the Bears win at Minnesota, which unit will need to do more? Offense, defense, or special teams? Interesting. A lot of action on both of those so far. So we've got Bob in Twin Lakes, our buddy. Bob joins us here on ESPN 1000. Good morning, Bob. Good morning, Bear Fan Bob, anyways. Yeah, Bear Fan uh, Bob. Hey, Bob, um, you got frost on your pumpkins up there? Hey, easy uh, Yeah, a little bit. Okay. <laughs> I was out uh, walking a easy. dog this morning. Yeah, if I may ask you that, it's kind of personal. Yeah, well, you know, we, we know Bear Fan Bob. We're good. <laughs> yes, you do. You know, I didn't listen to a whole lot of sports. We had a wife had surgery last week, so I've been oh. running like a pool. I hope everything's but, uh, okay, Bob. Well, she had a foot fuse, so, you know, walking around is a little bit tough for her these days. You got got her a knee scooter, which is the coolest <laughs> thing on the planet. You know, she scooting around the house. I've pretty, seen them, yeah. So, long story short, uh, I was thinking about your question, uh, your Twitter poll question. The answer is D, all of the above. Mm-hmm. End of discussion. Special mm-hmm. teams, defense, and offense. Then I got to thinking about fields. We still don't know what building a quarterback looks like in this town. We haven't seen a real quarterback in a long time, and uh, actually, for that came out of our system. You know, what was the last one that came out of our system? His system, Sid Luckman, Jim McMahon. Oh, Seriously, it's it's yeah. it's pretty bad. So you know, I got I I was listening to a little bit of the Getzy interview. I like what he said. You know, I know he can't say a whole lot, but you have to crawl before you can walk, mm-hmm. and that's kind of what I think is going on with this guy. Like I said last week, they're pulling the reins in on him. I get it. He doesn't see the field. You know, there's open receiver. I saw it on the TV last week. Sure, absolutely. You know, and I'll see it again. And, you know, he's got a lot going on in his head, and he's got to work that out. And that's going to take a little bit of time. So maybe we need to give Getsy a little bit of a wide berth. And if this guy's no good, you know, at the end of the year, then ditch him and have, have some other organization give us a boatload for him. Now, moving on to the game today. If they run a two tight end set or two back set in the in the I formation like they did in San for, with the San Francisco game, let me tell you, I like that. It worked. 
maybe, or they can mix that up a little bit. Maybe they can do a little bit of that in Minnesota and gain some positive plays. And it seems like fields respond to that pretty well. You know, and we'll see what happens. You know, God forbid Mooney or Komet catch a ball, never mind, (laughs) or somebody else. And maybe the defense on that front seven might actually make a tackle or block somebody or stop somebody, even if it's wrong. Try it. You know, good things can happen. And occasionally try the peanut punch. I'm not really worried about the Bears' backfield because I think number nine is going to do well today. Cousins will throw, throw up the ball you know, give up the ball and throw an interception if he's got some pressure on him. And I think our front seven can do that. I think they were embarrassed last week. And special teams, it's about time for those guys to show up. But I'm not real hopeful with this game today. I think the Vikings are a whole team. But, you know, you never know what happens on any given day. You know, you don't know who wins. Guys, those are my thoughts. All right, Bob. Have a great day. Thank you. uh, You and your your wife. Good stuff. Yeah, yeah. Definitely take care of her. Bear fan Bob from Twin Lakes. That's why I asked about the frost on the pumpkins, because I'm up north here and it's been chilly the past couple of nights, but that's what happens in fall in the Chicagoland area. So Bob was talking about everybody has to show up. No doubt about that. And he also brought up a point about Luke Getze. I think they, they still have the training wheels affixed to Justin Fields. And, and it's really tough, Brian, to ask for Bear, Bear fans for patience. We have given that organization so much patience, and I know patience is needed to develop a quarterback, but it's really hard to get patience out of Bears fans because we want to see measurable improvement every week. That would make us feel better. Even if we didn't win games, if we saw measurable improvement, that would be worth more to a lot of us. We don't see the incremental uh, progress that Luke Getzey sees every stuff, day, right? No, right? Yeah. and you know, and sits in meeting rooms, and you know, he can see a, a bigger picture. But what we do see are we do see, you, you know, Justin Fields has to uphold his end of the bargain. He has to give you some some ap- actual um, results on the field. He's had time to throw. I mean, in the first couple of weeks, he was getting more than three seconds to throw the ball. You can't take that long. You need to get that ball out like in two seconds, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So yep. he he's looking and he's going through his reads and his progressions and uh, you know the fact that Cole Komet was open and or you know you've got to hit those tight ends when they're open. You got well one two get the ball out one two get the ball out. You can't sit there and and go. Oh, let's see who else is open. I mean he he's missed wide open guys in the red zone and the Bears in the red zone have been a very ineffective team. You know, uh, the the front seven that Bob talked about, they're getting to the quarterback. They're just not getting sacks, all right? So the, almost 30% of the time on passing plays, they're they're pressuring the quarterback. But they're, they're one of the, the last teams in the league in actual sacks. I think they have, what, total seven so far in four games? Mm-hmm. That You know, that's not getting it done. you got to actually get to the quarterback and, and, you know, do some damage there. And here we go with uh, Robert Quinn again. Yeah, uh, I was just going to say, where's Robert? I mean, he, yeah. last year he last year he had two seasons worth of sacks. Because <laughs> and, the year, yeah. year previous he had zero seasons worth of sacks. Yep. So we made yep. up for it last year. But now you can't be an every other year thing. And, you know, if this continues on this year, there won't be another year for Robert Quinn. I don't no. believe Ryan Pauls will be waiting around on that. No, they'll trade him. They'll trade him. Three one two three three two three seven seven six. We had Brad on the line. I guess he dropped, but he was uh, going to talk about how Justin Fields uh, is somebody he's not worried about. If you're not worried about Justin, uh, tell us why. Tell us what you're seeing. Because, again, this whole talk here about Luke Getze saying that he's seen some improvements week to week, but these are little incidental 
improvements that we're not seeing. But what do you see? 312-332-3776. Bears are getting seven and a half points on the line um, this week, Brian. Yeah, uh, and because that that is a, a good Minnesota team and that is a tough place to play. It's interesting. I, I'd love to know. I've never been to the new stadium in Minnesota. Uh, I've been to the Hump Dome a thousand times covering baseball and football. And, and one thing about the, the press box was like mezzanine level and literally. Oh, people... oh is, that, is that big inflate at the old Metrodome? Yeah, yeah. The Hump yeah, Dome, no, yeah. I've been in there, too. The, yeah, what a weird I mean, place that People was. could walk by. You know, you'd be the press box wasn't really a press box. It wasn't offset by anything. It was just like, you know, a, a long like bar for lack of better description. <laughs> and so people, if you went up, got up and went to the restroom, I, I came back and some guys were rough, you know, rifling through my stats, my notes and everything else. Like thinking there, there were souvenirs that you could take. They could just reach over. Hey, <laughs> you do, can I have that? No, you can't have that. Put it down. But that I was a in, primitive place. Oh, remember? Well, your White Sox, uh, the Piranhas, Ozzie hated going to that place because nothing good came uh, from the White Sox trips to Minnesota. And and the Bears didn't have all that much success there. Maybe a biz of the quarterback situation. But I'd love to know from people who've been to the new stadium or may, you know, may be uh, up there today. Um, obviously, the Bears are going to take elements of all these newer stadiums and, and put it in whatever ends up being built at Arlington Heights. And there's been talk that they like uh, different elements of the stadium uh, up in uh, Minnesota. If you've been there, tell us what you like about it. You know, tell us what you want to see the Bears implement in their new stadium. I know that you get a lot of natural light coming through the uh, the one end. Uh, I think uh, the West End has, um, you know, basically huge, huge windows, right? And so mm-hmm. you get a lot of natural light coming in. But um, if, you, if you've been up there and you like it, tell us why you like it, because I, I have not been to the new stadium. So I'm kind of curious what uh, what makes it go and, and what would work in Arlington Heights. Yeah, obviously, uh, you know, Bears Brass are listening to us so we can give them suggestions on things to consider for the new place. Well, I think George is the two, spam two, museum three, seven, in seven, St. Paul six. right now. I think he made an early morning trip to, to the spam museum. Yeah, well, that's, uh, that could be. But, you know, we're on uh, we're on the app. You know, we're reachable anywhere. 312-332-3776. It's ESPN 1000. We'll take your phone calls, get you ready for the game at uh, 10 a.m. We've got the points bet pregame show that we will uh, get to that will dive even deeper. And if there's something else you want to talk about, obviously the uh, the baseball season's over for us Chicago fans on both the north side and the south side. And I saw uh, some people getting all up in a oh. – a crazy roar because there were some Cubs fans on Twitter that were that were I guess openly rooting for the two older guys on the Cardinals and the Cardinals to advance. Of course, they didn't. The Phillies knocked them out of the wild card, <laughs> but then other Cubs fans just started feasting on them. Uh, so, if you have thoughts on that, three one two three three two three seven. I also saw people getting upset because Jim Tomey's name has been floated. As, uh, uh, yeah, I saw that. I saw that too. You, you know, look, uh, right. I, I, uh, yeah, I mean, we I'm, can, we can jump into that. I look, Tommy, Tommy is a, is obviously a legend. Um, he's no part of the White Sox like organization. Tommy. Nobody I, I, doesn't I like him, but that doesn't mean he should be the manager. I, I hear you. I mean, yeah, please, I know you do. I know you yeah, do. Could you please, could you just expand the list outside of 
you know, at one time they were in the White Sox organization or went to a White Sox game. I mean, where's a White Sox cap? I mean, does it? Yeah, maybe maybe if they just utter the name White Sox, maybe that qualifies them. You know, I I think what we talked to Jesse Rogers last week. He said uh, Davey Martinez of the Nationals. I think that 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 might be a. uh, a dark horse, you know, you know, people haven't mentioned, he's the only one that has mentioned him and, and we know Jesse knows what's up. So that might be really, really interesting. We'll take Mike on the phone when we come back here on ESPN 1000. All right, back at it. Talk about Justin Fields, the Bears. What about Justin? That will be the question all year long. Has he made small improvements like Luke Getze has said? Have you seen that? Are you looking for something more? Of course we're looking for something more, but maybe it's baby steps. Maybe that's the way to play it, and Luke Getze's right. We're just not seeing what we think should be the obvious. Mike in Naperville wants to jump on here with uh, Xander and Hamley on ESPN 1000. Hey, Mike. Hey, good morning, boys. How you doing? Good morning. Good, good, good. So, you know, I keep I keep hearing a lot of talk about Justin Fields and people upset with him or, or wanting to give him more time. The other thing I keep hearing, too, which drives me nuts, um, I always hear how, how much the game has changed, you know, and I, I'm not buying it. I mean, I played as a high school player and I, and I coached at the high school level. It doesn't make me an expert, but I can tell you what hasn't changed. You die or win. You win or lose by that offensive and defensive line. Period. Mm-hmm. End of story. And and that that affects your quarterback. So I don't know how you can keep drafting quarterbacks, putting them out on the field, having them run for their life, and then sit back and say, "Well, you know, we got to evaluate this guy." Okay. So so, so right. What we've line. talked about. Yeah. What we've talked about is uh, you know is this fair to to assess him with what he's working with. And until you get that offensive line, there is no assessment. And it, 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 in this town, it drives me nuts because, you know, we, we draft the quarterback, we give up on him in four years, and then we go and we try to find another quarterback, and it's, it's right. repetitive. It's the same thing every time. Listen, you can get a Trent Dilfer behind a stud offensive line or a good offensive line, and you can go to the Super Bowl. And for folks that are having a heart attack about Justin Fields, look, Patrick Mahomes, all those good quarterbacks, they're the needle in the haystack. To find those guys isn't the norm. You're, you're, you're going to find guys that need to be developed. And to develop them, you have to have an offensive line. And that's the end of the story. Yeah. Well, and here's the problem, though, with this offensive line. You know, Justin has to live with it, but they have given him time to throw on certain plays, and he – He's held the ball, and he held the ball, and he's he's either not seen wide open receivers or went to his next uh, his next option. He, he's had over three between three and four seconds to throw on some passing plays, and he doesn't get the ball out. You've got to evaluate him this year. You can't just be you know right. The fact that Poles didn't give him much of an offensive line, if at all, you you still have to evaluate the quarterback, and sometimes the quarterback has to elevate the play of those around him and. That's a lot to ask for a guy in the second year. When but it certainly happened. It certainly happened in other situations, Brian, where where well, a new quarterback did not have all the protection that maybe could have been afforded to them, and they've been able to elevate their game. And you're right; they have to assess him. But you know, the whole idea of 
him not making the right decisions, that's got to get better. And maybe it has a little bit, but we haven't seen it as fans. Well, look, and, and people will point to Troy Aikman and Brett Favre, their rookie years, and how many interceptions they threw. That's, you know, that, that that's, it's legitimate, but that's mm. fact. Okay. I get yeah. it. Yeah. But we're in the here and now. And I'm with the caller. If you don't, if you don't have the guys up front on either side of the ball, you're not going anywhere. And we all kind of, we knew when Vegas said six and a half wins over under for the bears, that they're not going anywhere. Now the division the Packers are, are having their way in London today, so maybe they're going to hit their stride after I sweat it out last week. Mark, I'm in a survivor pool that started with 1,100-plus people in it, and mm-hmm. we're, what, week five here? We're yeah. down to, like, 220. <laughs> and I went with the Packers last week at home against the Patriots. I think they're a nine-and-a-half-point favorites, and I'm in overtime, and the Patriots right. have their third-string quarterback, a guy named Zappi, and I'm sweating a, a field goal in overtime to to survive the survivor pool. I mean, like this this league has been crazy crazier than most years already this season, right? Mm-hmm. But my point is, the Bears aren't going to contend for the division with the Vikings and Packers there. No, and, De- no. and Detroit's better. And we knew that, Brian. Yeah. We knew that going into the season. We just right. needed to see something to be excited about with Justin Fields. And some people are already. You know, have a want to put push the eject button. Well, look, I mean, the fact is he is last in every passing statistic. The fact mm. is that you know he's thirty second. He shouldn't. I'm not saying he should be top ten, but I didn't think he'd be dead last. You know, almost a third of the way through the season, I didn't think that the 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 Bears coaching staff would be calling screenplays on third and eight or third and nine and trying to get yards right. after the catch. Not thrown beyond the sticks. I mean, sure. the confidence level. You know, Luke can talk about how how he sees progression, but we see them on obvious passing plays going to the run. And I, I understand the running game has been pretty good. I get that. And you have to have an effective running game. And it's not so much about the balance because it it's not exactly fifty fifty, but it's in the passing plays that are obvious that they don't go downfield. I mean. Last last week it was better. He had what one fifty plus yard completion to Mooney. He had uh, another for like six. Well, there it is. There's better. There's, There's better, better. But yeah. but I mean, but it's not good enough. It's not nearly enough. Right. I mean, when you're third and eight, you you shouldn't be running the ball. I mean, you need that's when you need to pass. And okay, I'm not so the question behind okay, the lines. Okay, Brian. So the question is, do they say, look, we're going to give you more passing plays. You got to make this work. And if that means you have to fail. To succeed, we're just going to push that. Is that what we want to see? Well, that I, 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 we've talked about this the last couple of weeks, and I keep asking that question. To me, it's still all about Justin Fields in this rebuild, and it's year one of the rebuild, and it's at least three years of a rebuild. If you don't, if you can't discern whether you have the quarterback, then I don't know where you go after this season. And and I, it might not be fair to every other guy in that locker room. But it is all about the quarterback. So if you're winning games and Justin Fields is terrible, and yet you find a way to win and beat the Texans, and you know he had the broken play that turned into a touchdown against um, uh, the the Niners, right? I mean that that looked good. But if if you're a Bears fan and you just want wins, I, I said it's like empty calories. Eating a bowl of ice cream tastes good, and you love it while you're doing it, but it really doesn't do anything for you. And so if you're finding ways to win and Justin Fields isn't really a big part of that reason that you won the game, 
then I don't know what you're doing here. Because how many of those guys in that locker room are going to be here when this team hopefully is ready to contend to win a division, if not a Super Bowl? Not the many. answer is not many. I mean, yeah, that's I, right. Very, very, very few. So if some people feel like it's too much, it's going to be too much about the quarterback. I still think it has to be about the quarterback because, uh, you know, I, Robert Quinn's not going to be here. Right. Roquan Smith's likely not going to be here when you're ready to win. Um, Darnell Mooney can't be your number one receiver when you're ready to win, because that's not good enough as much he's as not, he's, he's a not a number guy. one. Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, he's, he, he can be part of it, but. My point is, if you don't figure out the quarterback this year, and at least get pretty far uh, far down the road to figure out that you you got a handle on him, and and the numbers are actually backing up Luke Luke Getze's, uh opinion that he's getting better each and every week, you have to see tangible. We have to be able to see it too, right? I mean, by week seventeen, if we're still sitting here trying to defend because you've got nobody around him, and you know they they find their way to a five hundred record and you still don't know about Justin Fields, then this has been a complete right. waste of a season. Right, and it, it all boils down to this. There may be some very small little improvements, but we have to be able to see them. And I get what Mike said. Look, we, we're it's insanity to do the same thing over and over and expect different results. We don't have the O-line. We bring these quarterbacks in. They don't have success. We move on from them. We do it all again. However... We hope to be able to bring a quarterback in that can rise above those challenges because every team has a challenge and to show some real leadership and growth measurable, right? And that's what we're hoping for from Justin Fields because we can sit here and, and, and just lament the O-line and how it's not good enough and all of that, but we have what we have. So we have to make this work. And I think that they should start throwing him into the fire more and say, look, this is has to happen. You have to make these improvements. We're throwing these plays in. Do your right. Do your thing. Do your thing. Yeah. And look, if you throw an interception, Bears fans, we don't like to see that. It's painful. It's painful to lose. But this should be about making him better. And sometimes, and a lot of times, people get better through failure and learning yeah. how to not fail anymore. It's a it's a great point, Mark. Because if, if you're not calling pass plays on obvious passing downs, then you can deny that 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 speaks of a lack of confidence. But then tell me what's really going on. And and I'm with you. Throw him into the fire more often. Not 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 get reckless, but give him a chance to actually look like a big you know a big boy NFL mm-hmm. quarterback, right? If he can't be sitting down in and in, in last in every passing category almost a third of the way through the season. Again, I didn't see top 10, but I thought we would, you know, obviously because I think there are smart people around him in, in terms of the new coaching staff, I, I thought there would, be, there would be obvious improvement, and there hasn't been to this point. No. And here's the other side of that coin. You know, um, Ryan Poles has about $110, $150, $115 million in cap space next offseason, which is great, and, and hopefully he's going to uh, spend it and spend it wisely. But I know it's all about the money and the guaranteed money to get, whether it's a stud receiver or two, or you know, bolster your your defense. However, you're going to do it. But if the money is not appreciably more than other teams are offering said stud player, how 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 attractive is the Bears as a destination team if they look and say, well, you don't have the quarterback. We're not going. You know, 
I could come there and cash checks, but you, That's you, don't, a good have point. A play, you don't have a playoff team. Yep, it's a, it's a good point. You, you've got to have the right pieces around you to uh, think a situation is good for your future. 312-332-3776. Uh, yeah, the Bears seem to be trying to do two things at one time, develop a quarterback and win games. And maybe you should just concentrate on developing Justin Fields. We've got one more segment to go, then we'll hit the points bet pregame show. It's Xander and Hanley. If you've got uh, if you've got something to weigh in on, please jump in. 312-332-3776. We'll wrap up the Twitter polls. And we have audio on Coach Eberflus on uh, a Jalen Johnson status update. We'll hit that next here on ESPN 1000. Yeah, I mean, I know you guys saw he's at doubtful right now. So we're, you know, we're just, you know, hopeful and we're going to have to wait the 48 hours, you know, wait, wait and see where it goes and see what the, how he progresses from there. And uh, we'll see where it is. I know that, but what's your criteria for deciding whether he could play? Because it, even well, it's usually he's at limited strength. You might still want him if he's physically able to yeah. you go about deciding whether he could go. Yeah, usually it's how he looks on Friday, you know, so he was out there today, looked pretty good. Um, you know, we have always, you know, we don't have that hard, fast rule, but that's, we like to see that, you know, guys come back on Friday to move around, you know, it's 48 hours before the game and we feel pretty good about it. And then we just, you know, let it progress from there and see where he is. There's Coach Eberflus on Jimmy Johnson and his availability for today. Uh, we've got a couple of phone calls to hit before we get out of here and launch into the points bet pregame show here on ESPN 1000 with Meller and Brian are going to hang around with. Jeff Meller to set everybody up for the game today. All right, Gene is in Elgin, wants to talk about Mr. Fields, QB1. Hey, Gene, you're on ESPN 1000. Okay, Gene is gone. Why don't we move to Mitchell in Displains? Hey, Mitchell, good morning. It's Mitch, not Mitchell. <laughs> okay. All right, Mitch. <laughs> hey, hey, guys, thanks. That's uh, your, your mom calls you that, right, Mitchell? When you're with in trouble. The, yeah, with exactly. a middle name, too? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, that's what the nuns used to do. Yeah. In, in this day and age, with you know no real practices, et cetera, et cetera, I'm looking for improvement because, like what Brian was saying, you know, empty calories if you get a few wins here or there. Yeah. My hopes was that at the end of the season they end up with like a, a top five pick, and of course keeping Fields healthy, and then go from there. As far as all that money that they've got for next year for free agency, if they get a top five pick as well, you know, you're going to be building for the future because it is going to take a few years, right? At least. Yeah. At least. And if, if, if Justin stays healthy, he's going to eventually turn into at least a, a middle of the pack quarterback that the Bears could win with. So. Well, here's the other thing. I'm not the biggest college football uh, fan, uh, and I mentioned this when I filled in for Cap this week uh, with my buddy Jay Hood. The last thing you want to do is with that top five pick or whatever is have to go to the quarterback well yet again, right? And and I I was asking how good the quarterback class is, and uh, the people smarter uh, than I am about college football says it's not a very good quarterback class. So – as one of our callers said, you could get a journeyman, and Lord knows we've seen Mike Glennon and Andy Dalton and Nick Foles and Chase. Dan- I mean, Lord knows. How you dare you that. bring you up know. Glennon again? I mean, you don't want to <laughs> – if Justin Fields isn't the guy, you yeah. don't want to be spending a first-round draft pick on a quarterback when it's not a good year for your quarterback right. draft. And you don't want one of those retreads coming in and being a placeholder until you do – I mean, that sets back the rebuild another year or so, right? 
So you you better hope Justin Fields is the guy. Well, and that's why you have to stick with with Justin. Yes, and and, and and as as Mitch said, you know what? Uh, you know, give him a few years. The thing is, we and I'll refer to something I said earlier. We as Bear fans don't have patience. Why? Because we've been waiting an awful long time, Jim decades. McMahon, yeah. long time, for a you quarterback to come through. To uh, you know, somebody that we drafted to develop. We've waited a long time, but we have to have that patience, and we have to see some kind of improvement. And again, I think Getzey has to challenge Justin even more. Take the wheels, the, the training wheels off. Take them off. Force him into situations. See how he performs, and hope that he can learn from failure because the failure is going to happen. It's not about avoiding failure, Brian. No, it's about learning from failure. Amen. And you look, when Jay Cutler was, you know, setting Bears records or breaking Bears records, not that he was ever going to be the answer, but that told you about how long it's been since we saw, uh, you know, a legitimate quarterback. Sid Luckman held all those records, right? I mean, those are. Yeah, and and I know we overlooked Jay. We overlooked Jay. Well, I mean, there was a lot. I know. I, I know that. But what you're saying has validity. He broke some records. Yeah. It didn't help. Didn't take you anywhere. No, it didn't get you anywhere, but he did. So he is a quarterback of note to a certain degree for the Bears. Look, if if Justin and and maybe I'm being too aggressive saying that this regime is going to make a judgment, good or bad, a verdict on Justin Fields by the end of this season. Um, and maybe and maybe they won't. But with all that, no, I don't think this, they will. No. Well, I, I mean, if he starts every game and stays healthy, you're going to have a pretty good sample size upon which to judge. Um, and sure. I don't know that, again, I know it's a, a two, two three-year minimum rebuild. He'll be here next year because he's under his rookie contract. But next year, if Justin Fields is only incrementally better than what we've seen this year, they will be looking at the – Oh, no doubt, no doubt. But I, I think I think we will see him playing here next year. And if we do not see measurable improvement – it has to happen at that point. But at this point, right where we are right now, he needs to be challenged more so we can see what we have. And I know we don't have the the best situation on the O-line, but we have what we have, and we have to overcome those challenges. Uh, any last-minute uh, phone calls here? We'll take them right now, 312-332-3776. We have a couple Twitter polls, Brian. Um, we've got the uh, the one... Uh, the over/under on Justin Fields passing is one sixty-four and a half. Because it's in, you know, two it weeks ago, it was about one hundred and seventy-five yards over/under. Last week, it's it going was, down. It was one hundred low one forties, and now it's uh, back between. Now like it's it, up it, again. Oh, that's right. It was lower than. Uh, oh, it was uh, last he, week. He did it beat was, it last year. Yes, last week. He, yeah. yes, he did. So we want to see what you. Uh, what What's the bet? Is it over/under? Charlie Bevins, tell us what it looks like on that Twitter poll. Yeah, we're going to need an over-under on how low that over-under actually gets. But today, today the people said under 68% to 32%. So looks like uh, not a whole lot of optimism in the passing game. And that's Sunday. what, 164 yards? 164 and a half. And a half. Yeah, 164 and a half. And, and Bears Nation says take the under. Yep. Oh okay, duly noted. If the Bears win at Minnesota, which unit will need to do more? That's a big if. Which new unit will need to do more? We've got uh, offense, defense, special teams, and, of course, some people are writing in saying everybody, which is obvious. But of those three, what's it look like, Charlie? 
It is the offense right now at a whopping 79%. No love for the special teams, 2.8%. What city are we in? We watched oh Dave Tobe, man, and now all of a sudden we're we're completely off special teams, I and guess. And what about the defense where Buddy Ryan, back in the day, actually took you to a Super Bowl and won it, Mike Ditka? Yeah, exactly. Defense, 17.9%. You gotta stop the mm. run. I mean, you can't be dead last in run yeah. defense. I, I know. Look, win. it's a, it's flashy to answer offense, and Justin Fields is the one that we're focusing on. But right, the defense last week it was really disappointing to see Jones Daniel running in Jones. twice. Yeah, <laughs> twice. Yeah, he's so fast too. He is. He's uh, white. Lineman. I could have caught him. Yeah, maybe, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> <laughs> that's a big big maybe the schematic uh, revolution known as the bootleg yeah <laughs> what a revolution it was oh, help I, I you heard you heard uh the play-by-play uh team i can't remember who it was uh they they seem to be nondescript these days but you heard them going what is happening do they not see what's happening here it was really really funny wasn't it Joe in, Davis in a sad way was it Joe? Yeah, I think. Yeah, I, I, it I don't get the Joe Davis love. I'm sorry. I, I don't. He's he's you know he's he's right out of central casting. He gives you the the fake smile into the camera and then yeah. Uh, again, aside from uh, our own uh, local product, Adam Amin, nobody's yeah. jumping out at me. You know, as far as these uh, new crop of well, this is national guy, announcers. You know, he was following Vince Scully, and he was the young. I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't. I don't he's yeah, just me, a guy. yeah, just a guy. Yep, that's the way I feel as well. All right, so we're going to wrap this thing up. Brian, pleasure to hang out with you. Points bet pregame on ESPN 1000 with Meller and Brian Hanley's going to hang out for that as we get ready for the Bears taking on the Vikings up in Minnesota. It might be a tough watch. We just hope to see some kind of improvement from QB1 Jay Fields. And uh, that's going to wrap it for us here on ESPN 1000. Enjoy the game.